Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Just because your work right now doesn't look like it used to, the world right now doesn't look like it used to. Welcome to the Corner Cast, brought to you by Kelsey's Corner, a safe place for unscripted moms. My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I help moms find confidence and purpose outside of motherhood. On the Corner Cast, you will hear real stories about the struggles of mom life hilarious things my toddlers do, and hacks to help your life easier so you can enjoy it more. I'll cover hard topics and pull back layers you might miss while comforting you with lots of laughs along the way. I see you. I hear you. I am with you. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode four of the corner cast. Feeling hopeless and unmotivated as a mom is one of the hardest feelings. I want you to know that no matter where you are in your journey, there's always help. Therapy changed my life. And if you've thought about taking the step to prioritize your mental health, you will always find options to help you right here. If you're interested in getting a therapist to work one-on-one with, you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted and get a discount on your first month today. And today we're talking about something that we've been talking about or that I've been talking about and you've been feeling is working from home. And this kind of slides right along with last week's talk about homeschooling and that Since March, all of us have experienced this significant shift in our lives. Some people have been affected more than others, just in the differences, but the truth is everybody has been affected. And so I want to talk about some helpful things for if you're working from home, maybe you're working from home permanently. Maybe you feel like you have to quit your job because your kids are staying home. Whatever it is, I just want to give you guys some helpful hacks or tools or tips or whatever you want to call them to make sure that during this weird time that you have some things to help. And realistically, these are things that apply regardless. So before we get into everything, as far as a few tips that I have for you guys, I want to tell you guys a little bit of my evolution of working from home. So I started working from home, I guess, realistically, it was in 2011. For any of you who have known me long enough, you know that I started in the fitness industry and now have come over to the space of 
helping people in their journeys of life in more than just their bodies. And so we originally had our gym and we closed that. And so throughout that, even with having the gym, I would work at the gym and home and kind of back and forth. So I've navigated some different experiences and then obviously having two kids during that process, things have changed along the way. When I was first working from home, it was (laughs) a little bit easier because there was not two toddlers. And then when Cameron came, that's when I got very strict with my time. And that's when I started developing and realizing that I needed a schedule in order to get things done because as I talked about in the sleep episode, I just kept finding myself frustrated, not having time for myself, basically not being able to do all the things that I wanted to do. And so that's when I started getting really into time management and discovering ways of balancing all the things that I needed to. And so what I did with Cameron is I basically was working while he was sleeping. So when he was napping or then before he woke up, when he went to bed, and those kind of became my work hours. And I had a little bit more freedom with that because I was not doing calls and video sessions with clients like I do now. It was all via email. And so then Brooklyn came along. And during that two-year period, my business continued to grow. And you know, I continued to have to learn some things along the way that I'm going to talk about as far as things that you can do. But really leaning into asking for help and understanding that no matter what came up, like I would figure it out, I would navigate it, but that my business was important to me because it was also and is also something that really fulfills me. And so then Brooklyn came along and we made the decision before Brooklyn came that we were going to put Cameron in school. And I kind of go back and forth with this decision because a part of me feels like it was too early, but I also feel like that, unfortunately, the school that we picked for his first experience was not meant for him. And I think that's the lenses that I see it through. And so I, it's hard to say if it was the right choice or if it wasn't the right choice. But I do always say that no matter what choice we make, it is always the right one. Because no matter what happens, we have to navigate through that. There was a lot of challenges in the beginning with him being at school and me having a newborn. And so having two kids at home with my growing business was something that I had to be really honest with myself about if I was going to be able to navigate that. And that's where our decision to put Cameron in school came from. And so... It has been just Brooklyn at home and my business has continued to grow and Cameron has been in school except for when quarantine hit. So he was not in school for about three months and it was difficult. And so because of that, I have a lot of experience kind of (laughs) seeing all the different sides and obviously I don't have school-age children. And so I can't 
speak on that as far as what a difficult decision that must be to decide whether you have to send your kids to school, whether you can keep them home. But I do strongly believe that we can just work on supporting each other more and being more understanding that everybody's situation is different. For me, I had a lot of guilt because I work from home. And I think that this is something that's common that a lot of people are seeing now since so many people are working from home. We tell ourselves that, well, you're working from home, so you should be able to keep your kids home. And for a lot of us, it really does affect our productivity. I am being completely honest in that I would not have the business that I have if I did not have the help that I have. All of that being said, my business now is very scheduled. My business now is successful, which I'm so grateful for to do something that I love. And I also have help. So I'm understanding that not everybody has that available, but I'm also understanding that a lot of us don't feel like that we should ask for help. And a lot of times, especially right now, if you are a stay-at-home mom, you deserve help no matter if you're working or not. We all deserve help and we were all humans and women before we were mothers. So it's important to remember that and to honor that. So I want to give you guys some helpful things that have been helpful to me throughout this whole process of my business, having two kids, all of that. And the first one, which I've already kind of spoken on, is the development of a schedule. It is so important to manage your time well because when you have children, you have less time for yourself. Everybody knows that. And so if you don't manage your time well, you keep running into that frustrating place of feeling like that you're not taking care of yourself. And then you're frustrated with yourself, which leads to you beating yourself up. And it's just not a helpful cycle to be in. But if you can create a schedule with whatever you have available, and if that means that you have to put your kids in front of a screen so you can get your work done or you can get your workout in, I think you need to release the guilt from that and understand that Even though as mothers, we serve and we take care of our children, we have to serve ourselves first. And that's why in my time management toolkit, which if you don't have that, I'll put the link in the show notes for that. You can grab it. It's free. I specifically ask that you put things that are for you under the non-negotiable categories. When I have you categorize things for your calendar because we have to take care of ourselves. And so if you don't have help, if there's nobody to ask for help, then create help. And it sounds silly, but asking for help is kind of the next step from creating your schedule. So when you create a schedule and you know, okay, here's our morning routine, here's like what our afternoons look like, here's our nighttime routine, this is when 
you know, my partner's home. This is when they're not home. Those kinds of things. It brings you a lot more clarity. And so you can kind of let go of expectations. Something, an example of this is on Monday mornings, Eric is making cookies. And so I have Brooklyn at home with me. And so I don't schedule client appointments on Monday mornings because I know that I have Brooklyn and Brooklyn is, she just turned two actually yesterday and doesn't sit in front of a screen. And so it's not realistic for me to sit on a client appointment that's an hour long and expect for her to entertain herself. And so I build my schedule around that. And that's, I wouldn't be able to see that if I didn't put all the pieces together and have a visual of when Eric's available, when I have grandparents available, when Cameron's at school, I need to be able to see all of those things. So laying out your schedule is the first step because within that schedule, you can create blocks for independent play or screen time or whatever is necessary for your family to be able to get the things done that you need to do. But if you don't create that schedule, you just become frustrated because your days just kind of run together and you get to the end of your day and you realize that you didn't do a lot of the stuff that you wanted to do, but it's unrealistic to have the expectation that you would do those things when you didn't have them in your schedule or have a plan for how you were going to do them. That's just goal setting 101 is if you say you're going to do something, you got to figure out the how or at least the first step or the when or some part of it that is a step forward. And that is what creating your schedule does for you. So create a schedule, sit down with your partner, figure out who's home when and how you guys can make it work together. It will also relieve a lot of stress for you. So My schedule has been and will continue to be based around my children because, for instance, I have two-hour blocks within my day between client calls that I spend with my kids. I have dinner with my family every night. I have lunch with my family every day, and those are obviously advantages from working from home. So create your schedule that works for you. Figure out you know, when your kids are sleeping, when they can watch TV, when they can do some sort of independent play. If you know your kid will play with something for 20 minutes and it's like, okay, we're going to schedule that at this time. That way I can get this portion or this task done. And that kind of rolls in along with asking for help, which is my next tip for you. And obviously this is going to vary just like so many other things because we're all in different situations. So help to you might be putting your kid in school if you can. Help to you might be a grandparent. Help to you might be a screen. And let go of any guilt that you have because we are doing the best that we can as parents in the time that we're in. And if you truly feel that you are doing your best, then that will release some of the guilt for you. But you do have to ask for help. And one of the most common things that I see in working with women and moms specifically is we don't ask for help from our partners, especially when our partners are working outside the home. We expect that since they are outside of the home all day and they're working hard and they're providing financially, that they deserve to come home and not do anything. And that's not the case for everybody, of course. 
but it can stop a lot of us from asking because we're like, well, they were at work all day, so I feel bad. But the truth is when you make a baby, there's two people there and your children are just as much their responsibility as they are yours. And so responsibilities within the home and with your children should be split up. And how that's split depends on your family. But you have to ask your partner for help. Even if that means you've been with the kids all day and they come home and they need to, you know, shower and do whatever, that's fine. But then it's like, okay, well, I need, you know, a 30-minute break for myself to go work out. So you need to be with the kids. Whatever works for your family, but sit down and open that conversation and communicate about what you need. Because if you're not asking for what you need, you can't really be frustrated with your partner if they don't know. It's your job to communicate that. Ask for help in whatever way that you can and get creative. Like I said, if it is about you know taking time to create some things that you know your child will play with independently, if you have a neighbor that has kids and maybe you guys can swap off some time, get creative. But there's always some sort of help available. You know, if you have an older kid that doesn't nap anymore, let that be their their quiet time, their screen time. Cameron naps most days, but some days he doesn't. And he still does quiet time in his room because I have appointments. So that's asking for help. And then my last tip for you is your environment. And this is, may sound funny, but I was actually having a, I was on a call with a client this morning and we were talking about the importance of creating a space that feels safe and that feels good. And I was actually talking about, you know, we bought our house last year and how awesome it's been to do, you know, different projects and how I find myself like walking into rooms of our house and just smiling. And, you know, because there's part of it that's like, you know, the work that went into that project and just creating something that makes you feel good. So depending on your space at home, you want to create a space if you're working from home that is inspiring and feels safe and allows you to be productive. So not everybody's going to have a home office. I understand that. I didn't have one until we bought this house. Only took me eight years to get my own office. Anyways, so yeah, it's just figure out the space you have and what can you create? Even if it's like a corner in your kitchen, you know, if it's a corner in your bedroom to where it's just your, your favorite plant and a desk and you can kind of check in and check out. Our brains recognize environments. And I actually talked about this in sleep too, the importance of that. And so it's like when I walk into my office, it makes me happy, makes me want to be here. And then that further rolls into like how I coach and how happy I am in my sessions. And being able to create that makes us not only excited to show up, but it makes us more productive when we're there because our brains recognize, hey, I'm checking in for this is where I do this task. So think about how you can create an environment to where you can put yourself in that room and you can be more productive in that time. I understand a lot of people are working in shorter increments right now with having kids at home, or maybe you're trying to navigate homeschooling or remote learning. 
But again, make a schedule that's realistic based on that. And then during your work time, remove yourself from the craziness that is, you know, kids at home and put yourself in a space that is, put yourself in a space that will allow you to be productive. So just as a little recap here, my three tips for you for working from home are create a schedule, ask for help, and create an environment that allows you to be productive. And these are going to look different for everybody. And it's important that we support that difference. And it's important that we're really honest with ourselves too about what we can accomplish and what's realistic for where we are in our lives right now. If school was not an option, if Cameron was home, my schedule would look different than it does. And who knows if we, you know, he's, he's in VPK at a, a small preschool with only 10 kids and that's everybody that's there. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year, if he's going to go to school, if he's going to be home. But as moms, we have the power and the capability to navigate stuff that's hard. That's what we do. And so you got to remember that about yourself. And you're going to have hard days and you're going to have days to where you don't get everything done that you want to, but you're still a good mom. You're still doing a good job. So that's what I got for you today. I think that, again, all of our experiences are so different and really just ask for help in in whatever way you can and be really compassionate and understanding with yourself that just because your work right now doesn't look like it used to, the world right now doesn't look like it used to. And we don't know what's going to come from all of this, but what we do know is that we're here now. And so we just need to do the best that we can. So as always, I'm available if you guys have questions, comments, concerns. If you are enjoying these episodes, please share them. I really appreciate it. And one last thing before we go, at the time that you are listening to this, my book is out in the wild, like for real, for real, which is really crazy. I can't believe that I wrote a book. I can't believe people are reading it. And so far, it seems like people are very much enjoying it. So it's crazy. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can grab your copy of my book. The title is Below the Surface, and it's a confidence building framework to reach your goals without overwhelm. And in this book, it's a combination of my story and basically how I've overcome the things that I have and how you can do it too. So I hope that you get a chance to read that. And I hope that you will join me next week. And if anybody has any questions or anything I can help you with, let me know. I'm here. And as always, remember that I see you, I hear you, and I'm with you. So one of the most common questions I get is about self-care. 
and specifically within that about creating routine. And so I want to give you guys one of my favorite products that I use in my morning and night routine. Whenever you're creating a morning or a night routine, it can sometimes feel like work. And so my best tip for creating some sort of routine is always going to be starting with something small. And that's how I started using Tula skincare and it fell so easily into a routine. Because honestly, you can simply start with washing your face and using a moisturizer. It doesn't have to be some big, fancy, long process. But what I did notice is, number one, my skin got better. Number two, I started to feel better. Just having that added to my routine, it's just a really small piece of self-care. And honestly, morning and night, I spend less than five minutes doing it. So if you've ever looked at Tula, I love Tula for a lot of reasons. And honestly, I use all of their products. But if you want to try Tula, hop on there and start your hashtag self-care routine without it taking any significant amount of time in your day. But it really does make a difference. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.